This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to cope with feeling left out in life due to health, financial, or other limitations. When you see others doing the kinds of things you love to do and feel like you're missing out. Um, that that's such a such a great question because we all have at some point in our life felt stuck, felt like something we're dealing with something very difficult, and whatever it is that we're dealing with is preventing us from doing other things that we actually really want to do. So often it is something like uh, an illness or an accident that's happened um, or uh, financial uh, difficulties that are stopping us from being able to focus on the goals that we have in life. So when when you're dealing with something like that, the, the, when life throws you this curveball that you didn't expect and, and definitely don't are not enjoying or don't don't uh, don't want to keep feeling like you're stuck like in this place. And, and then at the same time, there's this other layer of not only your own troubles, but the fact that you're seeing others like this person saying evolving, moving on, progressing and doing the very things that you are wanting to do. That's like a double whammy. It feels like it's like pouring salt on the wound because you're you're already dealing with something very difficult. And then on top of that, realizing that, you know, others are just moving along and, and progressing. So when you're in that state, what I recommend doing is to recognize that often that curveball is a very powerful time for you. Uh, the very thing that you were often resisting, like the financial difficulty or the health issue, it's actually one of our deep teachings that we're here to deal with. And sometimes it doesn't feel good because not only is it painful, but it's also it feels like not something that we consciously chose. It just kind of happened, like something health-wise. Just bam, one day we were good, we were healthy, and then the next day we're sick. A lot of illnesses are quite sudden, um, not as gradual as you know people uh, expect. But sometimes that gradualness is kind of happening in the background, and we haven't noticed it. Just like finance, financial stuff. Uh, if we're not paying attention, or we have a habit, then it just keeps keeps growing until something just kind of you know the pressure valve explodes and then and we just basically have a, a big a big situation on our hands so part of that that situation that we're dealing with is to recognize that that is deep work and we are here to to understand that teaching and to make it from a circumstantial thing to actually a deep workshop that you are here to take so even though it's unpleasant and possibly very painful, I, I want you to start to really, and I know I know this person has actually done a lot of deep work around this. So this is more of a general comment for anyone else who's watching. Um, hi. <laughs> I can't see who's actually on this uh, live feed. It just shows little numbers. But uh, I, I just want to, to say that when you're in this place, instead of resisting, and especially the second thing is comparing. So the two things, resisting it, uh, comparing, uh, those are two things that really make this feeling of stuckness even more prevalent. So instead of actually welcoming the experience and the teachings, we're actually pushing against it, saying, no, 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 no. And, and looking over there going, no, no, I want to do that instead. I want to do that instead. And yet this, this experience is full on. It's full on in your body. It's definitely here. And it's like having a house guest and saying, no, no, I, I, I want to hang out with this person instead. And instead of just saying, well, you're here now. Okay, 
what do we do? Let, let's do something together. So this illness um, or this financial situation, let's, let's, let's dance together. Let, let's see what we have to learn together. How can we make this dance the most meaningful and the most beautiful? So one of the things that I like to do, I uh, like to say, and whenever I'm dealing with a situation that's really hard, I always ask, what is the most beautiful thing that I can do with the situation? And so that's actually asking your higher aesthetic self. And I say aesthetic because whatever you find beautiful in life, it's often well beyond just a physical beauty. It's beyond a uh, physical beauty of a person or physical beauty of a room or artworks. There's a physical sense of beauty around actions. What is the most beautiful action that I can take in the situation? So if it's around an illness or around financial difficulty, when you ask that question, your mind starts to try to answer it. When you're in this place and you ask the right questions, then your mind is being guided to actually come up with the right answers for you. Because if your question is, why am I being left out? Why am I left being left behind? Why is everyone else able to do the things that, that I want to do and I can't? Why am I here? Why can't I do the things I want to do? Why am I so stuck? See that line of questioning? That, that is the line of questioning that creates angst. It has to. It has to create angst because you can't really answer that because the energy of the question is already answering it for you. Why? 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 It's a rhetorical question, really, because the answer is in the tension of the question. So if you ask the question instead, how can I make this meaningful? How can I learn something very powerful in this experience? What is the most beautiful thing that I could achieve in this illness, in this darkness, in this financial limitation, whatever limitation I'm dealing with, what is the most beautiful thing I could do? The mind starts to create amazing pathways and it becomes this gateway into potentially a different side of your life that you've never experienced. I'm going to give you a, a, an example. I have a friend who's also been dealing with a very serious illness um, and, and basically kept them pretty much bedridden for the la over a year now. So they had to stop working, and it was a very difficult time because they are very social. They have lots of plans. They have lots of events they love to go to. They're very, very communal. They they have lots of people that they, they connect with regularly in person. And so to be stuck in bed for over a year, not able to work, not able to even you know walk for very long, not able to do all the things you're normally doing, you know... I've been really admiring how she's really gathered her, her, her sense of self and said, what can I do with myself instead? What other passions do I have that I can do right now? And so she has a passion for reading and certain topics, uh, relationship topics that she's been reading about. And over the last year, and actually way before that, she had been studying and learning, and she started to make little videos because she can sit up for a few minutes at a time. And she started to record herself talking about this, these, these things that she's passionate about and putting them online. And now she's got this following and she's built a website and she's doing these all in little spurts, right? These little spurts of 10 minutes, 20 minutes when she actually can sit up for a moment. It's not enough for her to be able to work and, and she can't go out still very long, but she's doing something that she would not have been doing if she had been well because she has other things that she'd be doing. And so because her circumstances happen that way, 
and she asked the right question of like, well, I can still do this and I can still do that. And then she, her mind started coming up with some additional new things that she could do. So this is a, an opportunity. And I know it, you, it's easier to hear that than actually do it. But we all get put in that position. And I, it happened to me too when I was really sick. And I took that opportunity to study health, to really understand uh, what was going on inside me. And that's actually how I discovered my calling in life. I discovered that I wanted to do this work. I wanted to help other people with their existential questions because I went through such a deep, dark time of being stuck and feeling like I was, um, you know, in a place where I couldn't figure out what to do. And so by putting all my energy into figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and, and how to heal the wounds that I had, I discovered my life calling. And so this person that I'm also talking about, um, that I gave you an example about, they're finding part of their calling as well now. And they're, they're starting to, to develop a path around it. And this all happened because of her circumstances. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.